Why is sexual harassment so pervasive and so hard to address? Let's interrogate the whole system. Hi, my name is Jody Cantor. I'm an investigative reporter for The New York Times. What have you got? I was told that the wrongdoing in Hollywood is overwhelming. I don't want to be quoted, period. Understood. In your previous stories, how did you persuade women to tell you what had happened to them? A case I made was, I can't change what happened to you in the past, but together we may be able to help protect other people. The truth, basically. What is it exactly that we're looking at here? These young women walked into what they all had reason to believe were business meetings. I can still see it, the hotel room, the floor plan. He kept trying to touch me. I asked him to leave me alone. Instead, they say he met them with threats and sexual demands. I was young, scared. Hi. We're from the New York Times. I believe you used to work for Harvey Weinstein. People have tried to write this story before. He kills it every time. Harvey adamantly denies any allegation of assault. He played people. He was a master manipulator. Will you give me just one chance to talk to you? Are you sure that this isn't just young women who want to sleep with a movie producer to try to get ahead? This is bigger than Weinstein. This is about the system protecting abusers. The women who receive these settlements, they can't speak out. They'll be sued if they do. But if someone could speak freely about the payouts... What payouts, John? You have to imagine that every call you make is being recorded and you're being followed. Can you imagine how many Harveys there are out there? You want to get me killed. Do you wish you hadn't signed up for this story? Do you? No. The only way these women are going to go on the record is if they all jump together. We're all here, Harvey. Who have you talked to? I have three daughters, and I don't want them to ever accept abuse or bullying. I'll go on the record. Go write. It's time to write. This is all going to come out. I was silenced. I want my voice back. Hello and welcome back to the Cinemania World podcast. My name is Josie Melendez from Film Posers and the Cinemania World team. And I'm joined by some very lovely guests to discuss Universal's She Said. So first off, we have the founder of 5417 and co-host of the Annapurnaverse podcast, Billy Melissa. Say hello. Hi, that's the first time anyone's ever included 5417, so I appreciate that. Thank you very yes. much. <laughs> it's important. Mm -hmm. Everything you do is important. Oh, thank you. <laughs> And back again, we have Cinemania World team member and Candid Cinema. Well, <laughs> in chief, Amanda Guarashi. Oh, full you? name. Thank you so much. Yes. Yeah. You pronounced it right, too. It's perfect. <laughs> Absolutely. I got to honor the Italian heritage. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and as I said, today we're going to be talking about Universal She Said, which has been getting a lot of attention recently whether it's good or bad we'll be discussing but for people that don't know it's based on the new york times investigation following new york times journalists megan tui and jody Cantor, who published a report that exposes sexual abuse allegations against powerful hollywood producer harvey weinstein 
The shocking story also serves as a launching pad for the hashtag MeToo movement, shattering decades of silence around the subject of sexual assault and harassment. Okay. First thoughts on the film. When you first saw it, what did you think? Did you come out of it feeling a certain way? And has your opinion changed since then? Like, what was the vibe? We can start with Billy. Um, this is weird. This is one of the only films I didn't see with you, Josie, at New York Film Festival. So I was like, wait, we did have this discussion. No, we didn't. Um, I feel like, so for me, when I first saw the trailer, I was very much not looking forward to it or excited for it I just thought it was going to be too early to tell this kind of story but for me my like initial reactions coming out were like oh they did this the most inoffensive way possible and they told the story as well as they could and they they were really really focused on what they wanted to do with the journalism of it all and I thought that I don't know I don't think I felt a really strong feeling either way uh, about whether I thought it was like a great film or a, a bad film I just was like oh that was the best way to do that I feel um, but then like since then kind of thinking about it and seeing the way it's been received has definitely changed my feelings about it because I'm like oh I think it's actually really smart and is doing way more than what it wanted to do and um, so that's why I'm curious to hear like other people's thoughts now that it's getting a wide rollout. Amanda, what was it like for you? I actually went with uh, a close friend of mine. We both went to journalism school together, so I thought that I'd, you know, I'd bring her along to go watch it. And the, I was just really impressed with what they did with it. I also thought that it was a bit too soon, as Billy said. I didn't know how um, how people were going to take it, just because everyone knows about Harvey Weinstein. But then I kind of looked around, and I, a lot of people maybe didn't read the article and they didn't really know the ins and outs of it. Like I feel the general audience doesn't know enough about that side of the entertainment industry. So it was, it was educational for them as well. Um, yeah, I thought it had really, really good pacing. I was invested, even though we kind of like, you know, the story, but I, I was just really impressed with what they did with it and how they handled the subject matter as well. I thought it was really tasteful. Um, and I was, blown away by Carrie Mulligan as per usual, but we're getting into that afterwards. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It still kind of stayed with me. There are moments in the film where um, I had to, I thought about things that had happened to me personally as well. So I kind of brought that out uh, during the movie, which I didn't expect to happen. So um, yeah, she did a fantastic job and I'm really, really happy about it. I think one thing we can definitely agree that um I picked up from both is that it definitely was a bit too soon and yeah it is the best way you could have done a film well technically I, I I said it as a joke but it's not too far off and I never thought we'd see the day we'd see a biopic for uh, a web article but I love it she's here she's slaying <laughs> <laughs> and I think when it came to the way that it was portrayed, the performances are really what keep it going. And as you mentioned, Carrie Mulligan was my favorite standout. Zoe Kazan was also really good. But some mm -hmm. of the um, supporting performances really drew out a lot of attention from viewers. And I was wondering if there's anyone that stood out to you, including um, Carrie Mulligan and Zoe Kazan. Um, we can start with Manda this time. Yeah, um, I, I just think that with with Carrie and, and Zoe, they have 
very trusting faces, I think. And they, um, the way that they played their characters, they played them differently. Obviously, I feel like um, Carrie was a bit more more feisty, where Zoe's a bit more vulnerable, and she emotionally connected to those who, um, you know, the the survivors who had to tell their stories. So I think that they both played off of each other extremely well. Um, I obviously, because Mulligan's one of my favorite actresses, um, she edges out uh, Zoe, um, Zoe. So um, I think that both of them working together, they were uh, really strong and they were both the standouts for me. It's really hard to kind of pick, uh, but they did a really, really good job. And for you, Billy? I think, I mean, I think both of them did a fantastic job. I think it's always difficult when you have to portray like a real life person um but I I don't know much about the original writers so I don't know how much of their like lives they actually took on but I think with all that they were given they both did a really fantastic job I actually think the supporting cast um might have elevated the film even just like a little bit more like um excuse me because I don't know how to pronounce her last name but Jennifer L does anyone know how to say it properly I my guess is just as good as yours but I do agree um I wrote her down too I thought um her portrayal of Laura Madden Mm -hmm. was really good yeah I think without like all of those real those people who are really engaged around them and really kind of doing the best they could to honor the real women's stories it would have been really difficult uh for them to carry the film the way that they did but I think that I just think it's like it's very apparent that all of the cast were very much taking on or aware of the task that they were taking on and wanted to do the most respectful version of it that they could. And I think that really came through in their performances. I'd like to add also uh, Samantha Morton, because I think Mm -hmm. that she was awesome in that one scene like I did not. I think I was holding my breath at one point, just listening to everything that she was saying. Um, cause she also had the documents like in her bag and I was like, oh my God, like what's about to happen? Like, what is she going to say? And she delivered it like beautifully. Yeah. And with those, like what I really love about those is that there was no need to kind of make them do anything wildly big in those scenes. They were literally just having a conversation and yet yeah. you wanted to listen to every single word that they were, and they were like, you need to listen. Like this is a listening film. You need to hear what people are saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I feel like people are trying to make this whole na- like narrative about the the dra- like the dramatics of it all, that was not the point because otherwise you're going to miss the entire point of the film, which is the stories. And I think that that was like a great directorial choice. Um, I mean, maybe that's exactly how it happened in real life as well, so that makes sense. But I feel like sometimes there's always this desire to make it a moment, but it's not. It's just two people having a talk at a table. Yeah, because I remember a lot of people when it first came out, one of the biggest criticisms was that the characters don't have, they're they're one-dimensional. A lot of people were saying they didn't have that much to offer, which at a certain point, I'm like, maybe I can see it, but I liked how we just focus on the story because there are so many people we have to touch bases with within this movie because... I mean, they even say it like to be able to publish the article, it couldn't just be one person. They needed to all feel reassurance that they weren't going into this alone. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, at the beginning, we see how like one of the women was being harassed by other people. And even Carrie Mulligan's character started getting phone calls. So it's just a film about unity mm-hmm. and community. 
So I think we need to focus on the bigger picture instead of simply telling a story about these two people. Because I don't think, I think that's the misinterpretation. I don't think it's a movie about the journalists. Yes, it does. They're important to it. But it's more than that. Yeah. Also, how could you say that it's they're one-dimensional when they're like literally dealing with so much? Like, I just don't, I cannot understand that like critique of it whatsoever. Yeah, that they didn't have that much character development. But again, I don't think like <laughs> I thought there was more to it than just because we do see Carrie Mulligan's character going through postpartum depression, mm-hmm. and I thought that definitely could have been explored more. Yeah. But it was done like it was handled as well as it could have been to give it the appropriate time and respect that it deserved within the context of everything else that was going on i think both of them had enough even just to show them as mothers like even with zoe kazan's character it's just like it makes complete sense why her daughter would be asking questions as well and i thought that was really important to put in um so i think they had enough time even though it wasn't like central focus um quick question before we move on with our positives i did want to ask how was the theater experience when you first saw it i know billy you saw it at a film festival mm-hmm. and i couldn't go that day so how was that day i mean i was kind of a bit baffled by some of like there were some laughs i mean and not in the places that you would Love. where they are yeah. <laughs> exactly right my reaction was when Harvey Harvey walked in or whoever played Harvey walked in people were laughing and I was like this is not funny and I heard that um there was a similar reaction at London Film Festival um but they laughed in different places which I found to be interesting and I was like I don't know if it's because it's a New York audience and maybe some people in the room had crossed paths with him and it just felt, I don't know, I feel like there wasn't um, any kind of like general consensus in the room. I just felt people, I don't know, that was just a bit of a weird vibe. The laughs threw me off and I just was confused. I don't know, really know if that answers yeah. the question. No, yeah. It, it, uh, <laughs> I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> Amanda, what was it like at your theatre? Uh, we you could hear a pin drop actually, and the one time that we did laugh was because Carrie Mulligan just snapped at that guy in the bar, and I'm like, yes, this is what you know. You just laugh because she has every right to be like, piss off. I don't want to talk to you. Um, so that was actually one of my favorite moments. But uh, that was the only time that we we laughed. And then at that scene when when Harvey walked in, people were kind of like whispering to each other like, oh, are they going to show him? Are they going to show him? Um, and I think that not showing his face was like a very very good choice um obviously because you couldn't actually get him or an actor that looked like him but I thought it was a really good choice to do that but you couldn't hear a pin drop and then after when it ended people were clapping so I think that's also a a good sign coming out of this oh wow that's amazing I I can't remember if it got a clap it I feel like most of them did but I'm not I maybe it did it was so long ago now just sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Mine got a clap, but it died down quickly. Mm. Um, It was a late screening and not many people stayed. Like, it was like everyone was like, I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. But at least it was a good response. I don't remember people laughing when Harvey walked in. I think it was like along the same lines where it was quiet because I there comes a point where you're watching the film and you're like, he, he has to show up because he can't, like they keep talking about him and he keeps making threats over the phone, which so many of the recordings, I want to know if 
like in general in the movie all the recordings that they use because we know that the trump ones are real mm-hmm. yeah i'm like there's so many things <laughs> that they use in the film that i'm like how much of this is real oh that was the other thing they laughed at it was the trump um yeah people laughed in mine because i mean at, at that point it's like yes this happened he's ridiculous of course yeah he would speak that way <laughs> <laughs> laughing away the pain but um it came to a certain point where he it's like he had to be there but i agree i like that we didn't show his face because it would have again taken away mm-hmm. from the film and everything they were trying to offer and criticize i also feel like with the um not showing the face the way that i've kind of described it to people is like he's like the creature in the creature film yeah <laughs> you yes. just don't That's know awesome. when he's gonna show up yeah yeah and it's you kind of hold it off as long as you possibly can and then he shows up and even then you don't see the full thing um there's like this kind of I don't know that it's like necessarily like dehumanization of him because you they they put him in the narrative and kind of showed him there but it was it was definitely an interesting decision and I'm I'm glad that they because it could also be traumatizing to quite literally have someone who looks like him within the film are there, hopefully, any positives of the film that really stood out to you? <laughs> we can start with Billy. <laughs> I was like, it was so fast. Um, yeah. I, I'm trying to, like, think back because, like, I watched it a while back, too, and I'm like... Yeah. I mean, I think I think that that is, like, I loved how focused it was. That was, like, my main highlight of it. Because I feel like with these films, they want to dip into every pocket of everything. And it's, what, how long? Two hours, nine minutes. Mm. And so, yeah, it's a lengthy one. Yeah, it's long, but it doesn't... I, I don't think it felt overly long and, and kind of dragging things out. And I think that I just... I have to commend, like, the screenwriters because all of those, like, adapting books is so difficult because you do just want to cover every single thing and I've not read it and I've not read the original article either um so I don't really know what they left in and what they left out but I think that it it really just stuck on the narrative that it was telling and I think that that is really difficult to do with true to life stories yeah I agree with that I think for me I I really because I read the article um and then obviously you just have like kind of rumors of what was happening these allegations were like surfacing at random times but I really enjoyed the fact like how they assembled everything and to see everything come together uh before they hit publish it was like a natural like flow of events I didn't think anything was out of place or anything felt awkward it was just a natural progression of events and like threading and everything together so I thought they did a great job in that case um and then I like the way that they ended it too, because we know what happens afterwards. So I like that they ended it there. Yeah, I think my favorite part is how it's humanizing and it tries to be as loyal as possible to all the allegations. I just a random thought, but I love how they kept mentioning Gwyneth Paltrow, but they never showed her. <laughs> I was waiting. I was like, when is going to show up? yeah it was like a unicorn it's like they exist and it's like are you sure we've never seen one um but i do like how each woman was different and we got a variety of women um it didn't just affect one type of woman from one social standing or from one background 
I think that's why I was drawn to this one a little bit more than Women Talking, even though like totally different films. But I like being able to see a film that distinguishes that, that anyone can be a victim, especially it's not solely on gender. Men can also be victims. And I think we got a little bit of that in general with this film. And I really liked how we were able to give every woman their own time, even if they wanted to talk or not. And sometimes, even though they were used for humor at certain points, or at least people laughed <laughs> in my theater, but um, when, because I think they tried to play it off just to add, because it's so serious that at some points they do use Carrie and Zoe to, like, loosen the tension and all that. But um, when they go up to the mansion and that woman opens the door and I'm blanking on her, but um, they're like, hey, do you want to talk about Harvey Weinstein? She's like, no, and closes the door. And they're like, well, we dressed up for the occasion. <laughs> so like those little moments, at least like, again, the humanity. I really liked how that was added to the film. Yeah. And with you saying that, I was remembering the bit where they were like wearing the same outfit. Yeah, and I was like, no, because they get out of the car and I'm like, yeah. that's so cute. <laughs> I know, it's just things like that which sometimes go left out of films or that's like something that you look at in the edit and you're like, oh, maybe we don't need that. But they left it in and I think that it was nice to just show that they were like making a friendship as well as doing this yeah. thing together. Yeah, because it's so heavy, everything they're going through and especially Chody <laughs> throughout the film. I'm like, girl... <laughs> girl that's tiring and you probably feel so defeated but yet they had those little moments and I hope they did have a lot of those moments in real life because mm -hmm. I can only imagine the weight you feel trying to cover something like this and just hitting dead ends constantly yeah I actually started crying when she was crying over Ashley Judd because I'm like yeah. oh my god like I feel for you <laughs> like especially like handling like smaller like interviews like in like that for like in school and I was just sitting there like yeah I understand obviously it's a bigger fish than what I had to deal with but it was just it was so funny that I started crying at the same time especially when you probably feel like there's such a weight on you mm. and that doesn't because I mean all the from the beginning just like um so many people saying that's these like Rose McGowan, like so many, what makes you different? A lot of people have said that they're going to bring this to light and nobody has. So what makes you different? And just starting off with that and seeing the progression by the end, you, you just feel relieved. You feel so much relief with this film. So that's why I think like at most, this is the best version we could have gotten of this. Mm, and that was like another early saving grace for me, the thing of... Um acknowledging that people have said that they would tell it and never did because that is that is just the case like journalism is is fragile and telling stories that are difficult is fragile like it can they can fall through really quickly maybe an editor's not interested maybe it's you know too common or and not to stray too far from the subject but like I get that with work that I do about like innocence cases people are like, oh, it's just too common, like, it's not, it's not newsworthy, but I think that, like, framing the narrative in that way kind of also shows the problem of journalism of this kind, is, like, sometimes, you know, things fall through, and, and these stories don't always get to the surface, so yes, there's the Weinstein story, but there's, like, a million and one other stories beneath it that we won't get to hear. 
Absolutely. And also shows how different um, a different presence in a workplace environment can shift the narrative and like change the tide and all those metaphors. But especially in this one, seeing how they were commenting about how actual women taking on this case kind of changed the approach to it. And that's why we probably got to see it. Because like journalism has so often looked like such a male-driven environment. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you've been seeing more women taking place in that. And especially more freelance journalists taking, giving shape to journalism as a whole. <laughs> I just, I wish I could say, like, because I keep going back to the same thing because I just, to the point where this is going to sound so funny, but uh, leaving the movie, it just left me like, I'm going to go to the New York Times and apply for a job because I feel inspired. <laughs> and it's like, no, that's not what you have to do. It doesn't have to just be the New York Times. But I do really hope that um, at least a lot of women specifically come out of this film and they do feel like what they say matters. Mm-hmm. And what they have to offer the world matters and that we can actually make a change, no matter like what you're reporting on. Amen to that. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mic drop. Any negatives from the film? Any negatives that either of you saw or felt while watching it or that held back any like a higher rating if the rating is less than five stars? We can start with Amanda this time. Hmm. Um, I don't know if like Rose McGowan didn't want to be in it, but I kind of, it, not that I, anyone should have been like in the film, but I'm, I love that Ashley Judd was the one to be in this, but maybe it would have been, you know, not, I don't want to say nice, but it would have been interesting to have Rose McGowan like actually involved, um, a bit more. I don't know if that was like if she that was her voice or not i'm not 100 sure if they kind of changed that or anything um but either like her or gwyneth paltrow like i think if we like there was one more um that would have been nice uh just because they did mention them and it was a whole thing with gwyneth paltrow uh they kept mentioning her more so than rose mcgowan so i don't know if she didn't want to be in it or something like that i have no idea but i think that would have been an interesting um actor to bring into uh this story and to see it but i gave it like i don't know we're not doing ratings right now sorry but um yeah i think to have gwyneth would have been interesting <laughs> Speak <your truth>. <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to say right now we're gonna wait uh, yeah, I- <laughs> no i totally agree with that and now that you mentioned her yes ashley judd was in this movie and i blanked on that but i remember some people like when she showed up, like it was again that pin drop, mm-hmm. because to actually see a face that's recognizable and involved in this, especially considering how this affected so many women, mm-hmm. uh, that was that that does help the film and it was powerful. Yeah, and I think that they're gonna yeah, like I think that they're gonna connect with the audience a bit more too if they saw another actress like that. Or I think yeah. that's why Ashley Judd, like you said, was so powerful. But yeah, Billy, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, all of the I there's a there's a version of this film where it's every single person who was impacted by this came together to to actually be in it and tell the story. But it's just so, and I can't. I think that that is like the thing that holds me back from like a super high rating on it. Is just I can't separate 
how soon it is like I remember I was in my second year at film school it was like 2018 when it was like the me too Oscar whatever they were saying (laughs) situation and I was like that was what four years ago and Mm -hmm. to think about how long a film takes to get made like how early did they start developing this and how quickly so I don't it's not even that I necessarily have like a negative because for me with stories like this I always just say if someone if this is the version that that everyone involved with the real life situation of it all wanted to be made then like my opinion as an outsider is really irrelevant Mm -hmm. because if that's what um like Megan and Jodie were like yep this is the version that happened and then the women who were impacted like they're like yep this is the version of the story I'm comfortable telling then for me I'm like well that's done its job then because ultimately it should be catharsis for them as opposed to like education for audiences because I don't think we're at the time where we're like ready for that conversation and I don't know if that makes any sense but I just feel like no I totally agree yeah Yeah, to be trying to condemn him right now I don't think and it's gonna sound really morbid but I don't think while he's alive there's a version of the story that can be told in the way that most audiences were expecting I feel and I'm not sure that there's ever a version of that that needs to be told I don't know it's a difficult one because I I came out and I was like well there's 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 no big like negative for me the one thing that did throw me off was like the recordings um yeah in the hallway that was something that I like actively like cringed at I think I like pulled my leg up (laughs) to like grab something for comfort because I was like oh this is a slight tonal shift and I'm not sure about it but yeah no nothing like massively stands out as like oh they did this wrong and I wish they fixed Mm -hmm. I don't know I think for me watching the movie I definitely felt the same way and had the same thought where you mentioned about "Eh, whether it's Barbara or not (laughs) but I was also thinking like this man is still alive he's still out there um he keeps going from trial to trial man got COVID in prison and like he's still kicking (laughs) so (laughs) I'm, I'm gonna say it but I, I also think that regardless of whether the film is good or not, the reception it's been getting says a lot mm-hmm. because it just proves that we're still in a Hollywood and an industry that not I'm not going to say refuses to change, but is definitely adverse to that change. It has not moved like the needle has not moved as much as we think it has. Mm-hmm. And to have this. It's proof of what we're capable of and what can be done. But it's like, again, you were mentioning like um, that award season where everyone was wearing Me Too pins. And then like you you, keep, you still keep getting like expose articles where people are revealed for being abusers and taking advantage of other people that were wearing those pins at those awards shows. So it's like it, it only shows how far we can go with that change. Mm-hmm. But hopefully this can serve again as a reminder that we can do something about it and as a lot of people said when this came out that hopefully it inspires people to speak up but regardless of that it's we're still living in an environment of intimidation where it's still terrifying to speak up and I guess that goes to the show with the like box office headlines this weekend 
of like oh, yes. who was it was it kenzie this feels like such a kenzie tweet. i think it was kenzie, <laughs> but, kenzie? Um, where they were saying like oh she said it's being called a flop but no words on the table yeah yeah exactly i just think i don't know people but i also because i co-host a podcast where we watch all of annapurna studios films or annapurna pictures sorry um all of their films this is not uncommon like it's and I know it's like in collaboration with Universal so there should be some kind of well maybe not because Fablemans is also Universal so maybe they're equally to blame but it is like very frequent with Annapurna films is that we always say that they're ahead of their time Mm -hmm. they always make the film too early whatever they're making is always too like and it sounds silly to say but it's too revolutionary for the time it's being made like even 20th Century Women was 2016 and that doesn't sound that long ago and you're like oh why why is that a revolutionary film but it kind of was and all of these films that they kind of develop are always just slightly too early for for audiences and I I wonder but that's only because like I've watched almost every single one of the films that they've made now that I'm like is it a pattern a pro (laughs) I know everything but actually the funny thing is is like the guests come on and they know infinitely more about me and Alex than they just like educate us on like the history of Annapurna um so it's it's an interesting one I don't know if it's like maybe a studio thing to blame especially if we're seeing Universal in collaboration with the Fablemans maybe there's some kind of analysis there that someone more intelligent than me can well I think there's also the fact that we have women talking at the same time yeah which both are produced by Brad Pitt for the time yeah it's something <laughs> but I I again I don't when I say this I don't want to pit them against each against each other mm-hmm. I just like making the commentary like the analyzation <laughs> it's it just I get so curious because you see these two films that are like why does one work and one, the other one doesn't and the more I think about it like I feel like women talking is able to like take certain viewers by the hand it's it has a nice even pace and I think she said isn't ruthless but it also pictures these women that we know when we see like you see the streets of New York in that film and it's like this is a reality that we cannot avoid and I think people coming to terms with that it makes them uncomfortable mm-hmm. and with women talking it feels more fantasious it feels more fictional and I think they can step out of the theater and separate themselves from that meanwhile when I walked out of she said I felt this way because I can't that is the reality we see and at least being able to see that on the screen and seeing how it was portrayed there was a little bit of relief because it's your reality is being painted in a way that you can see some hope and re- and even though women talking did have that hope in the end n- n- it's not our reality at least in, in the f- the the way they lived yeah those are really good points it's true we are getting philosophical in here (laughs) (laughs) i was just like stunned i'm like yes josie keep talking you're doing great (laughs) yeah that gave me so much to think about yeah the 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 male character in that film too Mm -hmm. whereas where where's the man and she said not (laughs) they don't get to speak and she's (laughs) i'm the only one which um andre brar are a king who plays Dean 
he's the only male oh, yeah. figure you can really hold on to and i think he did a great job but regardless of like whether he was there or not he always gave the floor to the characters that mattered mm-hmm. and he didn't try to insert himself in the narrative other than like owning harvey weinstein multiple times that was great those are great moments telling him to hang yeah, up because her. It, <laughs> yeah because it's because it's happened so often where men will try to like wrangle other men because if you get strength in numbers if you get the supports of your boys and it's like you can't be a bad person oh but when when men start turning on you it's like oh fuck (laughs) (laughs) it's true but going into that any considering the box office that's happening right now for this film and the reception it's getting and some people quite frankly being a little bit too negative on this one how do you think its awards chances are looking because for example at first i thought this could get sag ensemble but now i see that dwindling but i don't know maybe we could get a surprise (laughs) yeah i mean again like like we've been saying between women talking and she said i don't think that i i think that women talking would have more of a best picture chance than she said for whatever reason um i think that she said again like it came out too early so i don't know if people want to step on those harvey weinstein toes and kind of dabble in nominating it uh for picture and make a statement 100 if it did um i like to see carrie mulligan uh get nominated um yes <laughs> i would love her honestly it's a, a packed packed season um for actresses this year um but i would love to see her i hope it gets nominated so for good. a screenplay she was so good literally the bars like it that has to I be the clip her. it has to be the clip like i won't accept any other clip like it has to be that one um, no you don't understand like i remember writing down like i want to be Kara mulligan when i grow up <laughs> she's just she was awesome. just so commanding yes. yes and unapologetically as well there was no like character yes. arc of her being like oh maybe i need to be more quiet no she was just the way she was and i really loved that yeah i love her <laughs> and for you billy any awards perspectives um i mean I don't know. I think there was a point where I was like, oh, I could imagine this getting a Best Picture nomination. Um, But equally, I was like, doesn't that also kind of counteract the point of the film, but then kind of does the right thing because, like, Weinstein owns the movies and so it's kind of an own for them to get, like, a Best Picture nomination. But so I don't don't really know. I I could imagine mostly the focus on, like, Carrie Mulligan. I think if Zoe, because Zoe Kazan's being put as lead, right? I don't think that, I think that category is just a bloodbath. (laughs) I'm not sure that there's like, (laughs) unfortunately, like a space uh, for that performance. I think if they were both like co-supporting or, or, I don't know. There is so much that should be awarded that I don't, maybe best adapted screenplay. I don't know. I would love screenplay. Yeah, same. I think screenplay is strong. Mm-hmm. that is kind of where I see it like thriving the most if at all because people are making some strange decisions <laughs> <laughs> I would also like add the score because yes, I, yeah. Yeah, I was stunned like it was just so so good so I think that would I think they have a chance at score too 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one I, I forgot about. But I think I like wrote in my notes during it, like, Nicholas Bertel, why? Yeah. Why is he so <laughs> good at everything? Just so good. I'm so happy for him. <laughs> Me too. So yeah, we can all agree, Carrie Mulligan, yes. <laughs> adapted screenplay, yes. and the score. I think those are, if they push for it, I'm pretty sure, at least critics, critic circles, I think they would push for that. Yeah. 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 Now major awards, we'll have to wait and see. I feel like if critics start pushing the pendulum a little bit, maybe award season will be like, oh, what's that over there? <laughs> we can only hope. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> well, this has been a very lovely review of She Said, and we hope like y'all listening, go check out the film. Yes, go check out the film. But before we go final thoughts and your official ratings of the film and we can start with manda because you almost mentioned your ratings. i know i'm so sorry i let it slip i was anticipation for no, it you're good. You're good. i appreciate the, the enthusiasm yeah. um i gave it a four and a half out of five i was just i was so happy with it at the end of it i was very impressed with what they did in the way that they told the story um Again, you have fantastic performances by Mulligan and uh, Zoe Kazan. And I've been saying her name wrong the whole time, Kazan. So sorry. But uh, they were both so good and they worked off of each other incredibly well. The score that we mentioned really elevated certain scenes. And for me to kind of watch a film like this and kind of be reminded of certain things that I've experienced, uh, especially that hallway scene that Billy mentioned beforehand, I kind of zoned out in that moment um while I was listening because it it affected me that much um so they're doing really important things in this film and I think that women um will connect to many aspects of this journalists will connect to a lot of things that happen in this movie um and personally this is one of the best films um, to highlight journalism. It's up there in like the Hall of Fame uh, for me personally. So yeah, just go watch this. I gave it four and a half out of five. It's it's really good. This is so hard for me because I don't, I never have to play the stars game on anything. I don't even do it on Letterboxd. <laughs> I really don't know. I reckon for my initial reaction coming out would have been like three and a half. Um, but that really isn't for anything that the film did wrong just because... I think I was in a weird... I think, honestly, like, being a female filmmaker, the reaction to that from me was always going to be that, very much like a... Because it's never going to shock me, you know? I'm never, like, going to... Nothing that they could have done was going to surprise or shock me. I was just going to be like, oh, yeah, that's our existence. That's how it works. Um, But I feel like seeing the reaction to it and seeing how people kind of are dismissing it so easily, I would push it up to a four... Um, just because I think it's doing the thing that maybe people didn't expect it would do is is kind of get under the skin of the correct people and maybe people should get a bit introspective and try and think about why maybe it bothered them. That's all I have to say about that. Amen. (laughs) Yeah, I initially gave it a four out of five and I have not changed it. I thought the performances were good. Again, it's the best version I think we could have gotten considering the circumstances, considering that we're talking about people that are still alive. And um, again, the reception doesn't surprise me because there are a lot of people that unfortunately still believe in this man. 
So best thing we can do is support the film, go watch it, um, form your own opinion, also support women talking too, because I mean, these are two films that are talking about abuse and assault from like directed by women in like working with women and people that are creating a good environment on sets which is something that we need to see more of um and the fact that we're getting these two films at the same time says hopefully a lot about where the industry is going and i hope it continues to go mm-hmm. question mark mm-hmm. <laughs> for now i'm i'm a believe in the positivity and the optimism <laughs> but mm-hmm. yes watch the film that's all for this review thank you so much to both of you for being here and amanda for joining me uh we rarely we we rarely get to make reviews together so i'm very happy we got to do this one. Oh, same i love it i love it so much um yeah i guess you guys can always follow me over at amx nda reviews on twitter instagram and letterboxd uh you guys can check out my website candidxcinema.com and my youtube candid cinema josie thank you again for hosting uh i really wanted to talk to you and billy about this movie so this has been great and Billy, thank you so much for joining us. Please, please, please join us on the Slamania World podcast more often. I will I make sure of it. Please. I will invite you, but we'll let Dwayne know. You I are an Dwayne. honorary Cinemania World. I yes. love Dwayne so much. One of the good ones. One yes, good please one. let everyone know where we can follow you and everything that you do because you are amazing and doing badass shit. Sorry, oh. Dwayne. <laughs> badass bleep. Um... <laughs> So I'm on Twitter at Billy Melissa underscore. And then, yeah, I um, have a production company that provides free creative services for families impacted by capital punishment in the US. And that is on Twitter at the number five, four, and, and then the word 17. So always support those things because those are the stories that need to be told like this film. Mm. Absolutely. Please make sure to follow everyone as well as the Cinemania World podcast at Cinemania World on Twitter and wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me at the Josie Marie on Twitter and Letterboxd. And until next time, bye bye. <laughs>